Hey everyone, this is Hot Seat Mags, and you are listening to the Dynasty Hot Seat. Let's effing go! Welcome to the Dynasty Hot Seat. This is a very, very special show. Uh, I had uh, an amazing idea a couple of weeks ago and approached my my good friend Mags and said, I want to get you on the show. I want to bring you into the hot seat. I want to put you there. And he loved it. And we are here. We are putting Mags in the hot seat. And let's bring you into your own show, Mags. How are you? Yeah, it's very different. It feels weird being on this side of of the of the screen. I'm all the way. I shifted over to to the other <laughs> side. It's it's good. I'm excited. I've trained for this for years. I've seen so many people come on the show. I'm pumped up. I'm I'm ready to go. And Paul, you got you got something to say about what's flashing on the screen now as well, don't you? Oh yeah. So um, half of you listening right now are not subscribed. So Correct. we didn't practice this, Mags, but I'm going to nail no. it anyway. So half of you listening right now are not subscribed. So do us a favor, hit that like, hit that bell, hit that subscribe, hit whatever it is that you want to hit. But you should be subscribed. If you're listening to the show, you should be subscribed. So go away and do that right now. And Mags, so we're going to do this amazing thing where we're going to ask you for your hints and tips. Um, you panicked at the start and went, oh, my God, I haven't got any hints and tips because you're unprepared for your show you know but, yeah but yeah so you've listened to everyone come on these shows and give their hints and tips so how about you give us yours what 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 are the big hints and tips that you've got for the listeners yeah yeah so i got two and they're kind of more like a personal thing rather than a this is how you win a league right uh, the first one is try not to be a dickhead right um whenever, whenever you're in your league try like don't be that guy that's like Oh, I would have, I would have given you more for that in the comments. Like after, it's like <laughs> you had a chance, they man. They are right. Different. You had a chance. Don't post me a goddamn trade calculator either. We do it. Go away. I don't want to see that. Like you don't have to post me like screenshots of stuff or whatever. Like you, everybody knows. Everyone who knows anything knows that I go and find a different trade calculator that will say that I won the deal. So what? Are we just going to post pictures of each other left and right all day. Try to. Look, be nice to people, try to chat to people about things, try and get their reasoning for it. Don't just like, yeah, post a picture of a trade calculator or call them stupid or like burn bridges. Like that's not going to do you any favors at all. You want to trade with the people you like. You want to trade with your friends. The amount of times I've been like, eh, fine. You want an extra third because it's you. Okay, fine. I'll give it to you. The amount of times I've done that and it's reciprocated as well, that's going to help you a lot more than, you know, posting a picture of six players on keep trade cut that add up to the value of, of like Devontae Adams and you saying, you should take this deal because my my calculator said so and I've got a screenshot of it. Don't be a dick, bro. What are you doing? Yeah, uh, to, be, to be honest, mate, to, to reiterate that, if you 
are trying to convince me that that player's a good player, yeah. it's, I'm probably out on that player, okay? If you're going, ah, oh, take, I don't know, take Adam Thielen for Devontae Adams straight up. And I go, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not going to do that. And then you're going to go, yeah, but Adam Thielen is this and this and this, and he's going to do this. And gonna, yeah, I am not going to, I'm not going to do it, okay? It's, you, you're trying too hard, okay? You're trying too hard. But yeah, I I, I agree with that. Don't don't send pictures of, of trade calculators. Don't, don't, don't do that. That's bullshit. And what, yeah. what you got for your second one then? Yeah, the second one kind of ties into that and not, not being a dick. And it's, it's, hey, go out and thank your commissioner. So, Paul, you commissioned two of my leagues. Thank you, man. That's a lot of extra work. And one of them in particular that you do, that's a hell of a lot of extra work. So, it does not go unnoticed. Commissioners, you guys rule. So thank you all. That's awesome. So if you're listening right now, and you not thank any of your commissioners, pause the video, go do it right now. I, I, I would thank you, but I don't think you commission any of the leagues I'm in. I'm too lazy. I'm too <laughs> no, lazy. you're just a prick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I break my own rules, right? Nice <laughs> that was like on the on the streamathon. Did you catch the start of the stream? I don't know if you you were listening then. You might have caught only after. But in the first two minutes, I was like, "Paul's not here with me and Hannah because he doesn't believe in charity and he's a bad guy." <laughs> Mate, I, I, I listened to the whole. I listened to the whole of the first hour of the two guys on. I was dry. I was driving my truck, and that's why I wasn't on it with you guys. And yeah, I was. I was not feeling the the beef. To be honest, I was I was not for this, you know. There was a lot of shade coming my way, like you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But now, now you got time to to get your own back because I've got the draft board up now. And and what have I got to do, Paul? You, you so what you got to do is we're going to take you through the first two rounds of a rookie mock draft. So we're going to go straight in with the one hundred and one, and let you pick. I know, I know. Uh, you are controlling this, so I, we will try and make this look as good as we can. But who are you taking at the 101? Is it going to be the man that everyone takes? Yeah, right. It, it, ha- it has to be. It has to be B. John Robinson at 101, even though it is super flex. I think there's a bit of an argument for it not to be Bijan if you're playing in like 14 or 16 man leagues that are that are super flex and the quarterbacks are are much, much, much more valuable. But He's the guy that you have to take. He's the guy that can help your team the most right away. And if your team is really bad, he's the guy that you can trade for the most value as well. And I don't think that he's built like some of these other running backs as well. I think he has got more of a chance to be your like Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, Christian McCaffrey, these guys that have been around get well into their second contracts and, you know, toying with even getting a third contract in the NFL, which is pretty much unheard of for, for running backs. So he's, he's made of that kind of cloth. I think he is extremely talented and he's a guy that is just going to be great on your team for, for years and years to come. And yeah, there's, there's only so much you can say about Bijan, right, Paul? Yeah, I I completely agree with you, and it's it's very chalky. It's a very chalky pick, you know. As as everyone comes on here and says, it is it is that guy. It is going to be interesting to see if they do use him as a three down running back because uh, what we mm. have seen in the NFL over the past couple of years is is teams are sort of 
going away from having this three down running back. And, you know, like you said, Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, all of these guys were the three down running back. So it's going to be interesting to see if if, if you're right there and uh, he is going to be the three down running back. Um, so that takes us into the 102. Is this going to be the start of the greatest 2023 QB run? And what way are you going to do it? Yeah, I mean, it's got to be QB here. And it's it's very similar to, to obviously, whenever, whenever you were on the show not that long ago at all. It's Anthony Richardson. Because I'm, I'm not messing around, Paul. I'm trying to win, okay? And if I'm going to win, Anthony Richardson is a surefire way of doing it. And guess what? If I'm not winning, I want to be last. I don't want to be in the middle. And Anthony Richardson's a surefire way of coming last as well. So you're either going to win or you're going to try again next year. I think he's the only guy you can take here. Because if he doesn't do well, you've got a hell of a good pick next year anyway. If he does do well, you might win. So I think he's there because he has that huge, huge, huge ceiling. His floor is hard to describe because I actually don't think that he has, in terms of points being scored... I don't think that he has a particularly low floor, but what he does have is low potential longevity, if that makes any sense. So he's going to rush enough that his his floor is going to be okay, kind of like Justin Fields. Justin Fields was very, very good for fantasy last year, but make no mistake about it, I bet the Bears are not that happy with Justin Fields because they were the worst team in the NFL last year. And if they're the worst team in the NFL again this year, Justin Fields isn't going to be the quarterback for very long. It doesn't matter how many fantasy points he scores. So it could be the same thing with Anthony Richardson. He might score a lot of fantasy points, but if the Colts don't do well, they're happy to turn the page. And teams are doing it quicker and quicker and quicker. They're turning the page in these quarterbacks real fast. And look at Zach Wilson, number two overall pick. Dead now, gone, buried. And obviously he made some interesting decisions along the way. Some of the things he said, not advisable. But teams will will quickly move along from these guys if they're not happy with them. So while Richardson does have that high ceiling, high floor for fantasy points, it's that longevity is the thing I'm worried about the most. Yeah, I completely agree. We've... we've um, uh, this has been part of the conversation with Lamar Jackson as well, isn't it? And it's... You know, when he got his MVP, he rushed for something like 1,100 yards yeah. that season. And, you know, there was always this talk of how long is he going to play? You know, you, you can't see Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, um, Anthony Richardson, Jalen Hurts. You can't see any of these players doing what Tom Brady's done. I know nobody no. does what Tom Brady does, and it's quite rare. But, you know, Pat Mahomes, you could see still throwing the ball in 10 years' time. Can you see yeah. Lamar Jackson rushing the ball in 10 years' time the way that he is? You, you can't see it, you know? These running backs have a short shelf life for that exact same reason, you know? They, they're they required to rush so so much that it does take an effect on them, you know? Um, I I um, I was on you not that long ago, and, and I picked these two guys, so it's uh, I've got no disagreement with what, what you've done so far. So we'll go straight into the 103, and who's your guy at 103? Yeah, at 103, staying very, very similar to to what you had. Now, now on YouTube, it's been guys. It's been a week since you've seen since you've seen Paul. 
on this draft. It's it's been about twenty minutes for us in real life. We're recording back to back here. We're 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 putting in a shift, all right? So for a week for you, I remember exactly what he's picked. All right, I still have the tab open on all the screen. So <laughs> I'm going with the same guy, CJ Stride. And spoiler, I'm gonna have the same guys for a while. <laughs> but I've got CJ Stride locked in at three, mainly. Not because I think CJ Stroud is a better quarterback than Bryce Young. I'm not saying that. But I think CJ Stroud is a better fantasy quarterback than Bryce Young. What Bryce Young is going to need to do to become a relevant fantasy quarterback that's going to win you championships is he's going to need to be Drew Brees. He's going to need to be Tom Brady. He's going to be need to be historically good at throwing the football because he ain't rushing it because he'll die. Like He cannot leave that pocket or he will not be Bryce Young anymore. He rise old and dead. He is not leaving the pocket. Okay, so he's gonna really, really be super elite at throwing the ball, which he could be. But CJ Stride doesn't have to be, you know, super, super elite throwing the ball. He has to use his legs, like we know he can. We've seen it done before against Georgia of all people. So we know he can run against the Eagles, right? So. All he's got to do is be accurate with the ball, run a little bit, and he's going to outscore Bryce Young most years. So I just think Stroud has got an easier path to becoming successful fantasy-wise. Wouldn't shock me if Bryce Young ends up being the better quarterback, you know, in terms of the, the NFL and actually you know, lasting longer in the league. Yeah, yeah. A, a smart guy came on here 20 minutes ago and picked, exactly the same guy at 103 so i'm not going to disagree with you but um but yeah I, I i agree in the terms of bryce young can be the better thing but you know like what you were saying about like zach wilson and uh players like that you know what a, he was the number two overall pick how many number one overall picked qbs have we seen leave their team so quickly after because they they haven't hit you know yeah. and yeah it, you know, we could see that with Bryce Young. It could be a case of, you know, if he can't, like you said, if he can't throw the ball that well, he could be somebody that comes a bit stuck in this NFL, you know? He's got no rushing upside. He's got, he can't throw the ball that well. You know, what what's he bring to the field, he, you know? So I, I agree with yeah. you that that Stroud is 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 a, a little bit a little bit above him here to be fair, but that brings us straight to the one hundred and four, which I could guess what your next pick is because only smart guys pick these players. Um, what's your one hundred and four then, Mags? My one hundred and four is obviously it's going to be Jameer Gibbs, Paul. No, no, switching it up. He... <laughs> It's going to be Jameer Gibbs because I kind of just talked myself into it in the last five seconds. I'm not going to lie. Bryce Young, right? What, is he going to be a quarterback one ever? Is he ever going to finish the top 12 quarterbacks fantasy-wise? He can. No. He can. He can. He can. But is he? he? Can, he or Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs, if he stays healthy, Jameer Gibbs is going to be a top 12 running back this year if he stays healthy. Like, you don't draft a guy that high. Those guys don't feel, like, historically, like, you take a running back that early, they're smash hits every single time. So I'm thinking, who's going to actually help my fantasy team here? Am I happy taking Bryce Young, who's going to be a quarterback two? 
a guy that you have in your super flex spot, someone who you're, is he going to be Mac Jones, right? Is that what Bryce Young is going to be? This guy is kind of there and you'll start him, but you're not like too pleased about the points that he's getting. Is he a better player than Mac Jones? Yeah, absolutely. Is he going to score more points? I Maybe, right? But I know for sure that Jameer Gibbs is going to score a lot of points. So I kind of talked myself into it there, Paul. Am I a bit crazy for that? No, no, I I love it to be fair, and I love the fact that you know you've you, you've you've mixed it up a bit. You know, you you've brought the heat, you brought the heat to the certified info, inferno. You know, and yes. I I absolutely love it. Uh, you know, uh, I said um, Jamar Gibbs is or Jameer Gibbs, however you want to say his name. His um, he is somebody that I'm high on, and he is somebody that I'm trying to take early in the drafts. Um, so I, I love the pick, but I, I want to. I'm, I'm going to bring you in at the 105 now, and I think I think I know which way you're going to go. But I'm going to try and spin it a little bit. So if you were sat, at, say you were team eight, for example, yeah, would you now see the fact that a QB's dropped another pick? Would you be interested in moving up to maybe get Bryce Young? I know what you were saying about Bryce Young, but do you think that maybe there's a bit of value to move up and get? that last starting QB if if that's what you need yeah. at teammate do you think that what and and if it is what what would you what would you be looking to to pay on top to move up to that spot yeah if you're like a teammate and you, and you do need that like like third quarter realistically you want Bryce Young to be your third quarterback or fourth quarterback you don't want him to be your if you should quarterback one your team you're you're in trouble if you should quarterback two you might be in trouble as well so but somebody like, yeah, somebody that's finished sort of eighth, ninth, they've mm. they've not got a team that can win the division yeah. or win the league. They haven't, but they've got a fairly strong team. Now they could have been sat there last year and maybe got Tom Brady in their team. You know, Tom Brady, yeah, um, maybe like a Pat Mahomes. You know, a couple of oh, have I lost you? No, I'm still here, bro. No, oh, the screen went blank. Um, so you, you know, if they, if they've got Tom Brady, they've got uh, Pat Mahomes, and I don't know, say Trevor Lawrence, they've got them three as, and you're going, oh, they're great. But now that Tom Brady's retired, he, you know, they yeah. could be going, oh right, I really want one of them QBs. I don't want to, you know. Now they've dropped to five. You know, you may be looking and going, oh yeah, I could jump up and and I'm I'm just intrigued to find out what 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 you'd like to put on top of something to move up three spots for a QB. Would you, would you throw, uh, I don't know, maybe a 24 second on top to move forward? That was kind of my initial inkling was it'll probably take like a, a second round pick to, to move up and, and get that done. And I don't hate that either. If you really are desperate for a quarterback here, I think that's a fine move to make. You don't want to get stuck without a quarterback at all. I'm just, I was kind of shooting for the upside a little bit more with Gibbs, but I still think Bryce Young is a good, you know, third quarterback to have in your team. And if you do need him, if, you, if you're if you at four and you really needed a quarterback, I'm not mad at you taking Bryce Young either, obviously. So, yeah, I think throwing on a second on top of that, moving up three spots, yeah, no problem with that at all. So, so we, we've, we've spoke about that, but we haven't actually got your 105 pick on the board. Is it going to be Bryce Young or are you going to venture yeah. over to one of these wide receivers? No, I think here would be it would be Bryce Young. Like I said, like the quarterbacks are so important in this. You cannot be stuck 
without one. So I think he is, you know, he's good value there at one five. If Jackson Smith and Jigba went somewhere else, right? If he was on the Kansas City Chiefs, if he was on the LA Chargers, if he was on a more like lucrative team, then I would maybe consider it. But just considering his landing spot, he's got, you know, some question marks over him, just like just like Bryce Young does. So I'm, I'm happy taking Bryce Young there at 105. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's you can't let him drop any further than that. But um that brings us to the 106. Are you gonna fin- finish off the the chalky first six picks of any draft and and complete that yeah. set. So yeah, uh, absolutely. This is this is where you, yeah you have to take Jackson Smith and Jigba off off the board. He is the number one wide receiver in this draft. It might take him a little while to warm up. I'm convinced we're going to have a Devonta Smith moment here where he might come out and have his first couple of games and people are feeling down on him and there's a buy window. Go buy him. Like the same way you should have with Devonta Smith, go buy Jackson Smith and Jigba if a window opens because of target share, because of you know him taking a while to learn the playbook or whatever. This guy is too good on tape for you know him not to be a success here. So you might be able to throw out you know an offer like a first future first or something like that that might get it done. See what you could do to grab somebody like Jackson Smith and Jig, but if that buy window opens, it might not. But I just have a sneaky feeling that it might. What do you think, Paul? Yeah, I I, I, I agree with you. To be fair, I think there is there is going to be a buy window, and I think it's something like so. Uh, a lot of we play dynasty and dynasties all year round, but I kind of feel that week one, a lot of people's mindset goes straight to redraft. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I think if DK Metcalf week one comes out and absolutely dominates a game. We're talking 10, 11 targets, 100 yards, touchdown. Uh, JSN gets one target for nine yards. Then week two, DK comes out again, and it's sort of like, again, eight, nine targets, something like that. Has a great game. JSN walks away with two targets, one in the red zone, say. I think then, I think then is when you jump on it. You know, a lot of people probably yeah. wouldn't sell it, wouldn't sell him that cheap then and sort of go, oh, I'm still hoping, I'm still hoping. But I think if you could, you know, if you're missing that one piece and you're willing to give away a first for that, I think that's quite a quite a thing to do. And I think, you know, if 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 that can maintain that for the first couple of weeks and you know, he may he may have a game with four or five targets in, but I think if he comes out week one and has sort of six or seven targets, I think he's going to be hard to to buy on a cheap, then I think people will be all yeah. in him, you know? Yeah, so, the Devonta Smith thing, I've, I've just looked it up. It was eight targets, six receptions, seven targets, two receptions, six targets, three receptions, and then seven and seven, and then two. And then there was the buy window because people were kind of like, eh, not really, not really feeling them. And then, of course, look what he's done this year. He finishes what, yeah. receiver nine overall. Yeah, it's I, I I love the I love the theory behind it. I love the theory that, and that's that's the thing with dynasty as well. You know, it's you're always trying to to keep active and keep maintaining that that yeah. um, that team turnover and and active people will always win. You know, active people will always win. If yeah, you're not active, you won't you won't win. Um, but yeah, so that takes us that takes us to the end of the one oh six 
or the first six picks. And now is yep. where everyone is sort of saying the drafts really start. So where are we going at 107? It doesn't really though, right? This is it doesn't really because everyone takes the same guy at 107 anyway. I feel like it's the first seven picks, honestly. Like so you're, more you're than gonna anything take Will else. Levis, you're gonna take Will Levis as well, are <laughs> you? <laughs> I'm taking I'm taking Ali Cook's outside bet for anyone who doesn't know it's Jordan Addison, the guy that is great odds for offensive rookie player of the year. I love Jordan Addison. I love the landing spot. I love the confidence. Love to suit at the draft. How awesome is that? I think this guy is gonna really, really do well at the Minnesota Vikings because he's got Justin Jefferson there, because he's got TJ Hawkinson there. Because they've got, you know, a pretty decent run game. Who knows what's going to happen with Dalvin Cook, but Alexander Madison is a is a perfectly capable back to have there. Yeah, I think everything's set up for success for Jordan Madison. The Vikings still will probably suck defensively next year, so they're going to have to throw the ball a lot still, just like they did last year. One of the highest scoring offenses in the league. This is going to be awesome for Jordan Madison. I think we're going to be talking about this time next year, who's got the best wide receiver duo, duo in the league. Is it, you know, the AJ Brown and Devontae Smith? Is it T Higgins, Jamar Chase, or is it Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison? That's how good I think he is. Are you, are you not putting DK and JSN in that, in that, in that list? DK, huh? JSN. Yeah, absolutely. Put them in there too. Um, and Kadarius, Tony Sky Moore, obviously as well. Or, or Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Oh uh, yeah, right. I think that's how good Jordan Addison is, right? He can be in that in that conversation with obviously Justin Jefferson. That helps a hell of a lot. But oh, he yeah. could be in that, that, in that yeah in that conversation with those guys because people aren't going to just dismiss Addison like as this guy. Like he doesn't. It's only Justin Jefferson. I think he's that good that he can be in that conversation. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love that pick. Uh, I, I think it's it's spot on for for where he is. Um, so we'll jump straight into the the one oh eight and. Uh, where, where are we where are we off to with this one then, Mags? You ready? Oh, One oh eight, Dalton Kincaid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know your pick that you traded to me. Yeah, that's who I took at one oh eight in that league. I, I know. took Dalton Kincaid, and I loved it. I thought that was a great pick. And here's why. Here's what nobody's talking about, right? Dalton Kincaid. He's lit up there in orange or yellow or whatever color you want to say it. If that was blue, you take Dalton Kincaid at 1-8 every single time. If he's listed as a wide receiver, you take him above Zeph Flowers. You take him above these other guys because you're like, wow, I've got to take wide receiver two in that Bills team. Guess what? Dalton Kincaid is wide receiver two on that Bills team. Just because he's listed at tight end, he's not going to play at tight end. Mike Kosicki's listed as a tight end. He's never played tight end in his life, right? Dalton Kincaid isn't marking anybody. He's not blocking anybody. He's catching passes. He's a wide receiver. So that's why I'm taking him at eight. I'm taking the second option in a Bills team with Josh Allen with an aging Stefan Diggs. Hell yeah, one eight Dalton Kincaid. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just looked at our, our trade, um, and you got the Traylon Burks, you got the 201 and 2024 first. 
And I got yep. Stefan Diggs and Dalton Kincaid. So I've yeah. got a little Buffalo Buffalo stat going there. So That's I'm nice. going to get the fans engaged. So if please, in the comments, put who won that trade. Who won that trade? Um, and... Uh, and, and yeah. let, us know, let I, us know in the comments below. Um, I am I am banking on your team sucking next year, but Dalton Kincaid and Stefan Diggs doesn't doesn't help. But I'm 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 banking on that 24 first being high. That's that's a gamble. I needed to, I needed to blow the team up. I, I was holding on to Diggs. I needed to I needed to blow up anyway. But yeah, that's so you, that's a, you that you're banking good... you're banking on my team to suck. I've now got yeah. Pat Mahomes, Etn, Bijan Robinson, Stefan Diggs, Christian Watson. Marquise Brown, Dalton Kincaid. Oh, mate. Oh, what have you done here? Yeah. Looks like you're having a yeah. 112 next year, you know? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Hopefully not. We'll, we'll, we'll see what we'll see what happens. It's all a bit of fun. That's, that's a fun league to be in, so I don't I don't mind trading stuff. Amazing, like it? It's amazing. But, yeah, so Dalton Kincaid at the 108, I, I, I love the pick. I do think it's maybe a little bit early for a non-tight end premium sort of league. Um, I do think that's maybe not a tight end, bro. Early. Doesn't matter. You are. Oh, he's, he's not, not a tight end, but but he is a tight end, though, isn't he? You know. Um, I definitely think he is in the conversation of this area. So, um, so yeah, let's go. Let's go on to the one hundred and nine. Um, where are we going at one hundred and nine? Yeah. So so at one hundred and nine, again, I'm not sure this is quite quite consensus. I don't think it is. I'm going Devin Achian at one nine. Right after Dalton Kincaid, I think that Etienne again is a slam dunk. Got the perfect landing spot. He's a difference maker on your team. Like I said with Anthony Richardson, I'm looking to win. I'm looking for difference makers. I'm gambling all the time. I'm trading with you, hoping Traylon Burks is going to hit. I'm hoping that the 24 first is going to hit. I'm willing to take these chances because I don't care. Like if they blow up. Because if I'm not first, I want to be last. And making gambles like that is absolutely fine in my idea. The last thing I want to do here is take someone that I know is going to be okay. Because then I'm going to have to play them, start them, and they're going to chug along my team and be stuck in the middle. And I'm just going to be picking okay players until I do something drastic. So I'd rather take these risks. And I think Devin Achian here at 1-9 potentially could be a game changer for my team. I was at one nine. I'm very close to being good enough. And if Devon Achian hits, having a real solid running back that contributes heavily, that's usually enough to get your team to another level. Yeah, yeah. And and to be honest, I think um, any running back in a Shanahan style offense is yeah. is always somebody that you want you want a piece of. Um, and I agree here. Devin A. Jane is is somebody that I want all the pieces of. To be fair, um, but yeah. So we we're going to go over to uh, the one ten. Um, are we going to are we going to go back to these wide receivers or are we uh, going going to a different position? Yeah, at one ten. I'm actually going to go Will Levis here. I think that it is super flex. I think Will Levis is well worth the gamble here at one ten. I mean, and and again. I'm I'm sort of torn here between a few, but I'm like, if Will Levis hits, I've got to be kicking myself for so long that I took Quentin Johnson or or Jose Flowers ahead of Will Levis because these guys they might be good receivers, but Will Levis has a chance, you know, to be like if Will Levis hits, he's going to score way, way, way more points, right? It's not even going to be close. So 
I'm quite happy taking Will Levis here and, and taking a little bit of a gamble on him hitting and becoming, you know, a pretty good starting quarterback and maybe a little bit too early, but for a quarterback, sometimes you, you got to take things a bit early. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, uh, I've always thought that this area now, this uh, back end of the first start, the second is is a bit of a, a dark spot. But to be honest, I think you've, if I was in this draft, I think I'd be looking to move into that one eleven now. I think there's a player there that I yeah that I really like and I'm quite high on now. So I think I'd be looking if I was maybe at the two oh one, I think I'd be quite happy to give that and maybe my three oh one and see if I could get that done and move up now to sort of the the one eleven to get get this mm. guy. But we'll we'll see if that's the guy that you're gonna pick, if you're gonna pick the guy that I'd want. Um, so where we go? Where are we going at the one eleven? Yeah, so at, at one eleven, a guy I I'm not really high on is Quentin Johnson. However, it, enough people are kind of talking about how much they do like him. I'm not, you know, ears closed all the time. I don't think that I know better than everybody else. So of course, I'm willing to listen to the the tons of people that that believe in this guy. And I think I said it whenever you were on here. I might not believe in Quentin Johnson, but you better believe I believe in Justin Herbert. And that guy is talented. And Quentin Johnson is going to be helped so much. Going from catching passes from Max Duggan to Justin Herbert is like driving a Fiesta and then driving a Porsche. It's a completely different deal altogether. They might both be called a car, but they're really a completely different machine underneath everything. So I think while Johnson did drop a lot of passes, Justin Herbert is going to throw passes that cannot be dropped. So that's really going to help Johnson. I do have trepidation about the lack of good coaching that appears to be happening over at the Chargers. That might not be the best thing for him, but you're getting a guy that this time next year could be Justin Herbert's main weapon. Hell yeah. Like I'll take that risk at one eleven. Yeah, love love that pick. Love that pick. I'm I'm a bit higher on Johnson than than others. I, I I'd have I'd have taken him before Kincaid there to be honest. But but I love I love that pick. I love I love where you the value that you've got there. If you could get Johnson at the back end of the first. Um. So with that, that'll bring us to the last pick of the of round one. And uh, where you're gonna finish off round one? Which way we're we gonna was go? He the guy you would have tra- was he the guy you would have traded? Yes, up for yeah, he would have been the guy that I I'd have moved up for. I think he's he's a great player. Yep, yeah, and I, I can I can totally see that as well. So where am I? One twelve. Let, let's go Zeph Flowers at the one twelve. Um, I think that's a pretty fair place for him. I don't think we'll see the best of Zeph Flowers until maybe next two seasons, I would say. I think Odell Beckham Jr. coming in, he'll take a lot of the target share. Mark Andrews is obviously there. That's going to be, you know, Jackson's number one target. Rashad Bateman, when Rashad Bateman is fit and healthy, that guy is so good. I'm such a huge Rashad Bateman fan, but it's, you know, is he going to be the same after another injury? Is he going to stay healthy? Hard to trust at this stage. So, so Zay Flowers might not fully get a role until next year, but you got to be aware of that. Don't panic if Zay Flowers is coming out and getting only peppered with a couple of targets a game. There'll be games when he scores zero points for your fantasy team. Absolutely. 
Zay Flowers is a great taxi squad guy, I think. Leave him on there, forget about him, and then whenever he's starting to come along, take him off that taxi squad ready for not next year, but but for 2024. That's where I see Zay Flowers at the minute. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I like that take. Um, I I thought a bit different on my show, but I I'll probably look at him a bit different now. I, I love where you've where you've taken that. Um so that that's the end of round one. I think to be honest, I think if looking back at round one, I think that's quite a, a chalky round. I know we all said, yeah. like you said, we all say that the the draft is is the same till round six. I think you've got the same players that I'd expect to go in round one, a different order. Yeah. But I think I think the, the first twelve players off the board are quite set in stone on who they're going to be. So so let's let's get into round two and uh see what sort of rabbit holes you can take us down now. Where where are we going at the 201? Yeah, so so round one, yeah, I am noticing that as well. It is kind of the same 12 guys quite a lot. I'm trying to scroll through here and see if anybody else kind of sneaks into that first round. Not a lot of them, really. I mean, you might see someone like a Mingo sneak in there at some stage, but, but really not a lot of these guys are, are sneaking into that first round. And at the start of the second round, it's going to stay pretty chalky as well. I'm going to go with uh, Zach Charbonnet here. I think that he was everyone's sort of consensus running back two coming in. I think he's definitely talented. He's a really good player. He's coming into a Seahawks team that love to run the ball. So he's going to get plenty of opportunity you know, on the ground. And, and I think he's going to be the pass catching back as well for them. I'm pretty sure that's why he's been brought in um, to do that role. Yeah, um, I think he, I think he can be the better pass, receiving back in that in that field. Mm-hmm. To be fair. Um, and like you, like you said, uh, when I was on, it was him and Kenneth Walker have both got the same draft capital. So yeah, you know, I, I think they're both they're both similar kind of value players in a sense of either one could win that role there. So so yeah, I suppose you you want a, you want a piece of that cake. So uh, yeah, let's go straight straight into the two hundred two. Uh, are you keen to pull the trigger on another tight end at the moment, or um, not? Not just yeah, I don't think because um, it's not tight end premium as we talked about. But I, I, where I think Dalton Kincaid will you know be utilized as like a big receiver. Michael Mayer's going to play tight end. Like Michael Mayer is going to be blocking people. Michael Mayer is going to catch some passes, but. He's, he's going to do all the dirty work at tight end. Sam Laporta, maybe not so much. So he's an interesting guy. We'll, we'll get to him or Michael Mayer a little bit later, I'm sure. But but not quite for now, because now what I'm going to do is at 2-2, I'm going to take Hendry Miller here at, at 2-2. I think he's a guy that he's got an opportunity. And I'm thinking about, right, what's happening with Alvin Kamara's legal situation? What is happening overall at the Saints is Alvin Kamara even going to play at all next year? Kendrick Miller is the next guy up, I think, in that offense. And he's a good player. I was beating the drum for Kendrick Miller. The whole sort of pre-draft process, everybody had Zach Evans ahead of Kendrick Miller. I was like, what the hell are people want? I, could, I couldn't understand it because this is a guy, we've seen them both play on the same team, and I've seen Kendrick Miller play better. And then we've seen Zach Evans transfer, and we've seen him lose snaps to, to Roshan Judkins. Believe me, we're going to be talking about that guy Judkins in a couple of years. He is very, very good. But 
I always thought Kenji Miller was a better running back. I'm glad that he got the draft capital. The only thing that does concern me is the heights that he has jumped up, you know, pre combine and pre NFL draft. When we did rookie mocks, you get Kendra Miller, sometimes even back end of the second, third round, he has jumped up almost a full round in ADP. So that does worry me a little bit when someone jumps that much, but in terms of opportunity, that is, you know, so important at that running back position. Just get on the field. We see less talented guys than Kendra Miller do really well at running back in the NFL. Do you worry that Jamal Williams will will step in as that goal line back like he did at Detroit last year? Do you do you think that Kendra Miller, you know, in the games where Alvin Kamara is potentially not there, do you think that mm. do you worry that maybe he's the guy, a bit like DeAndre Swift, he was the guy to get them down the field and then all of a sudden they're on the five yard line and Jamal Williams is the back and he just runs straight through the middle of everyone, you know? Do you do you worry about that role for him? Yeah, that could definitely happen. The only thing about that is like we haven't seen Jamal Williams do that like on that level super consistently. He might have had a career year last year and he probably did. I guess as good as we'll ever see Jamal Williams play. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just trying to see when um Alvin Kamara is out of contract. Um because that's that's the other thing that could play into Kendra Miller's hands is when yeah. Kamara is out of contract. But um, but yeah, we'll we'll move swiftly on to uh, the two o three. Are we continuing this running back run, or are we going to go to a different position? Yeah, so this is where it gets a little bit like mm, could take this guy. Could it? this is where the draft kind of becomes a little bit less and less exciting. I'm actually going to go back. It's quite personal now, isn't it? It's who you've got a preference on. You know, a lot of these players are very similar in in ADP and everything like that. And I think I think we're at the point now where it's it's your personal opinion on who you would take at this point. And what I'm probably doing here is if I have multiple drafts where I have the two three, I'm taking multiple different people and just spreading across who I've picked and in what situation, but. But what I'm going to go with is the guy that I think I picked at, at 2-3 just today, Marvin Mims here at 2-3. At Again, just based on who do I think is going to have an opportunity. I think Sean Payton taking him as his first pick is really important. I think the fact that they've got you know Jerry Judy in there, who is like a real solid receiver, but has had trouble staying healthy. They've got Corden Sutton, who's terrible, who's not going to be any competition at all. I think Marvin Mims can be used really cleverly. They can run sweeps with him. They can get him involved. The guy's really, really quick. He sneakily put up a 1,000 yards in college last year. He's got Russell Wilson, who, I mean, who knows what's going to happen. He's got, he's got to be better. He's got to be better, right? And if he's not, I know people are like, oh, well, the Broncos, you know, have their tied to him for so many years. Sean Payton, he did not sign that contract to lose. He'll bench Russell Wilson happily. So, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. But I think he's got a chance to, to succeed. That hot seat is getting to you, man. You're on about benching Russell Wilson now. Ooh, we're bringing the heat. Um, yeah, I love I love um I love the Mims pick. I um I think I think he can he can. If if Russ cooks, he can he can be he could be uh, a great pick there. Um yeah, and that takes us to uh the 204. 
And uh, we're, we're, what part of the country are we off to now? Yeah, the 2-4. So there's a couple of people that we, we could go with here. I'm just kind of scrolling down to make sure I'm not missing anybody in particular. I don't think of that. I am. Yeah, at the 2-4 here, I'm going to lock in Rashi Rice. So, oh, what a great pick. Is that exactly who you picked the two for? No, I think I had them two the other way around. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. 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 So, Ra- Rashi Rice, and a guy that I want to come away with with some shares of, don't be shocked if he comes out. I, get, I think Rashi Rice is another taxi squad guy. I think don't be shocked. It takes rookies and Andy Reid's system a long time to figure it out and to learn the playbook. Okay. The reason why, you know, Mahomes and Reed are such an amazing duo. Patrick Mahomes, not only has he got the best arm in the NFL, he's got photographic memory as well. So this guy reads something and has it immediately. So it's almost like Andy Reed has got, got his own like PlayStation controller with Patrick Mahomes. He's just doing exactly what he wants to do. Rasheed Rice is going to struggle to learn that playbook, just like Sky Moore struggled to learn that playbook. Just like Clyde Edwards-Alaire even struggled to learn that play. Rookies find it hard traditionally in the Andy Reid system. So, again, don't be shocked, just like Zay Flowers, if Rasheed Rice comes out and doesn't post any points one week. Stick him on your taxi squad. Just wait and see. You'll probably see Sky Moore come on a little bit this year because he's had time to learn that system. You'll probably see other people come on a little bit. But Rasheed Rice, I think you got to wait on him until he really flourishes. Yeah, I, I, um, it's hard to disagree with that. I uh, I said I always want people that pieces of one of the, of the best teams in the NFL, and and it pains me to say, but the Chiefs are one of the best teams in the NFL. You know, if you have to leave him on your taxi squad for twelve months, you leave him on your taxi squad for twelve months. You know, yeah, he, he may hit, he may not, but I want I want pieces of that Chiefs team because there there's a lot of success there for a, for a long time to come. And uh, mm-hmm. so with that, we'll move into the two oh five. And uh, to your next pick, Max. Yeah, at, at 205 here, I'm going with Tajay Spears, actually. Um, a guy that he's so he's he, on tape, he's so excited to watch. He's you know, someone that everyone fell in love with during the senior bowl. We all see what he did to that linebacker from Pitt who's still sliding down, like he still has not got up. He absolutely <laughs> had him on toast. Like the fact that he's ended up on the Titans. For this year, bad. All right. But we all know the cliff is coming for Derek Henry eventually. And Tajay Spears is good enough to lead an NFL offense. I'm sure of it. He's shown enough on tape. He's going to learn from Derek Henry, who, I mean, you may, like, everyone might just think, oh, Derek Henry's only good because he's, like, the biggest and strongest guy. Derek Henry reads offenses really well. Derek Henry makes really clever cuts. Derek Henry, people forget, when he came into the NFL, he wasn't the Derek Henry we know now. He had to work hard. He had to stop running into people, just trying to bulldoze people over. He had to learn things. So that wisdom hopefully is there that he can pass on, you know, King Henry to Prince Tajay. <laughs> um, are you worried that he has no ACLs? Can't, can't injure them, mate. Yeah, can't pull I can't, an ACL if it's not there. I suppose you, you you can't do it. You can't do it, but I don't know. I don't think you 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 know. So I, it worries me a little bit. It worries me that he you know if 
I suppose I'm looking at it in a sense, and I may be completely wrong with this, but if you if you were better and you can't mm. tear your ACL if you haven't got an ACL, surely it would be a thing where everyone's like, I'm just going to get rid of my yeah. ACL, then I can't tear it. <laughs> it's not there, you know? But it's... They might have to touch it. <laughs> he's the only one I know that hasn't got an ACL, so yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. He he may he may surprise us, but it's yeah. What what, what what doesn't put me off from that is you know the Tennessee Titans are a multi million dollar corporation with the best doctors money can buy, and they will get it. So if it's good enough for them, good enough for good me. Enough for you. It's good enough for two. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, we're just we're just singing songs here. Uh, but yeah, so Max, we'll go we'll go straight into the 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 two oh six and uh, your next pick. Are we are we in the area where we we'd be discussing another tight end yet, or are we still not quite there yet? Not not quite. We're we're getting we're getting closer though for for sure. I quite like a couple of these running backs here, but maybe a little bit later on, we're going to actually have a little look at the wide receiver well again. And we're going to go with Josh Downs. Um, Josh Downs, a guy. So almost the opposite of what we spoke about with Kendry Miller, where he's risen up a full round. Josh Downs has dropped down from you know his pre-sort of draft. He's dropped down quite a bit. And I'm quite happy to pick a guy that everybody was high on based on just the tape and just the performance of the combine. I'm quite happy to take him here, you know, six or so picks later than he was going before the draft because he didn't actually get that bad of a landing spot and his draft capital was maybe around later than we thought, but not drastically further than what I thought he was going to go. I, I, I love it. I love it. And uh, like I'm going to answer you the same way you answered me when I took it. He's a good compliment to Michael Pittman. Yeah, absolutely so, agree. Wise yeah. words. Yeah, well, brilliant. The guy that said that is a very, very wise man. Um, <laughs> and with that, we're going to go straight into your two oh seven. What 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 are we saying here, then, Mags? Are we uh, are we going to go running back, or are we sticking with the wide receiver? Yeah. So if if we look at the receivers left here, there's a couple of guys that have sort of shot up the draft board. I'm going to go with one of them, even though I don't necessarily love it. I'm going to go Jonathan Mingo here. The reason why I don't love it is because he's someone that hasn't risen up slightly. He has drastically risen up the board. Him and another guy we might talk about a little bit later, both of them risen up, you know, guys that were going in the fourth round, you know, before we had our um, draft night. And obviously they got good draft capital, but this is these are players that on tape people thought were fourth round players. And now people are saying they're second round players sits a little uneasy with me so i think i've maybe taken mingo a little bit later than most would here he might not be here you know at this stage i've seen some people even take him as high as the first but this is where i'm i'm putting him based on you know averages and things put together yeah so but i i understand what you're saying that you you know all these people thought he was a a fourth round uh wide receiver but the nfl you know the Carolina Panthers has, has such thought that he was worthy of yeah. the second round draft capital, so they they're fairly high on him, and that that gives me you know a, a lot of a lot of uh, fantasy uh, analysts and everything like that. They always say they don't really look at landing spot; they look at draft capital more than anything. Yeah. And he has the draft capital here to, I suppose, warrant being picked 
this early. You know what I mean? And I suppose, I suppose a lot of a lot of fantasy analysts looked at him and thought he's not that great. He's a fourth round pick, but in reality, the NFL have gone, or you know, Carolina Panthers have gone. He's worth uh, a second round pick. Let's go and get him. So uh, I'm quite confident in the fact that the Panthers gave him such high draft capital that I think he is. You know, I wouldn't be taking him much before this. You know, I would I definitely wouldn't go in the first. I don't think he's a first round player for me, but um, but yeah, I think I think that's outstanding value at 207, if I'm honest. Um, and with that, we're gonna go straight into the 208 and your next pick. Yeah, well, I was just trying to find actually like a list of of you know wide receivers that have been like taken in the second round of the NFL draft the last couple of years. It's not great reading. Just say that. Not great reading. <laughs> so I know it is good draft capital technically, but doesn't yeah, it doesn't guarantee success. But we'll we'll, we'll have to wait wait and see but with, with Mingo. I'm I'm not I'm not saying he is gonna get that success. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Every yeah. every single person is is a risk, a dart throw. I think if you look at the percentage of how many fantasy wide receivers hit in round two, you're probably talking yeah. 20% or less. Like, you know, if absolutely you know, so, so when you look at that and you go 20%, you're probably looking at one of the say, if you draw five, one of the wide receivers is going to is going to be fantasy relevant. You know what I mean? It's that's, that is that's maths. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> We're, we're not only are we teaching you about fantasy, we're teaching you maths yeah. as well. Big Shaq's going to write a song about me and you, Mags, you know? Um, yeah. And But to me, it is every, every pick is a risk. Everyone is, is yeah. an educated thing. But if I, I'm always going to look at people that have... I do look at landing spots. I know people don't look at, you know, oh, I don't care about landing spots. It's talent over landing spots and stuff. But I think that's round one. Round two to me is a landing spot can change everything, you know. And R Rashi Rice, I, maybe you can confirm what round was he picked? Was um, he back picked? end of the back end of the second, sort of start of the third. You, you know what I mean? He's around yeah. that area, so his, you know, jo Jonathan Mingo was taken before him in the NFL draft. But I, yeah. I prefer Rice because of the landing spot, you know. They both got the same round draft capital in the NFL draft, but I'm higher up on him because he landed with with the Chiefs. But yeah. I think Mingo's Mingo's a great pick. But we're getting a bit off track now, so let, let's let's go back to your two two oh eight. You know, let's let's yeah. find out where we're going. Let's let's get two oh eight locked in, and I'm going to go back. I think to the to running back. Well, here I'm going to take uh, Rushon Johnson here uh, again. I'm thinking about potential. What chances he have? I think he's going to share a backfield probably with Khalil Herbert next year. Justin Fields does worry me a little bit, you know, how much he runs with the ball. But Roshan Johnson, I think, is a pretty good pass catcher. I think Khalil Herbert, I think him and Khalil Herbert are very, you know, evenly matched. I think I'm going to like watching those two. And it could be a real, like, actual 50 50 split. Hopefully. The Bears are slightly better and they're not just going to be playing from behind the whole time again. But if I'm just trying to see a path for Roshan Johnson to become the main guy in an offense, I, I can kind of see it if I squint, which I'm happy enough with at the second round. Yeah, 
yeah, I I love that pick. There, to be fair, uh, really fan, of, real big fan of it. So we're going to go to the two hundred nine and your next player. Yeah, uh, two hundred nine. This is where I'm. Yeah, I'm tempted to bring in here. I'm actually going to go probably a little bit earlier than than you should. I'm actually going to lock in Sam Laporta here. Um, now the reason for that is Jameson Williams, right? He's not going to play it for a while. So Sam Laporta has just suddenly got himself a bit of an opportunity on that team. He's got, obviously, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown is there. He's obviously got Jameer Gibbs there. But everybody else knows that as well. So I think Sam Laporta could see himself, you know, in an opportunity where he can catch quite a lot of passes. We've seen it already with TJ Hawkinson. He thrived in that offense. One thing I will say, though, is we heard the rumors that Dan Campbell got rid of DeAndre Swift because he was, quote-unquote, soft. Sam Laporta better block, and he better do it well. Otherwise, he's not going to even be on the field. That's my only trepidation with Sam Laporta is if Dan Campbell gets it in his head that you can't block, you're not tough enough, he's not even going to play at all. But if he does, I think he's got a really good chance of carving out a nice pass-catching role, especially with Williams gone. Oh yeah, yeah. I I I'm a big fan of um, Laporta this year. To be fair, um, in this draft, I think maybe a bit early if it's non-premium. Um, I think tight end premium. You're definitely at that point where we'd be discussing these tight ends, and I do I do like Laporta. To be fair, he's he's my tight end three in this rookie class. So maybe we get to ch- chat about the other one, but. Let's yeah, and, and the reason yeah. I've gone from there really is like next up at 210, I'm looking at the guys who have got here. Do I see an opportunity for any of these running backs being like the guy like carving out a significant role? Not really. The wide receivers? Not really. You know, not really. If I look at it, do I see any of them really taking over there? It's like, I can't really see that. Sam Laporta, I think has a chance to break through that glass ceiling at tight end that I don't think Michael Mayer has any chance of doing. I don't think Michael Mayer is going to be a top six tight end. Like he's going to finish in that tight end, like mush, you know, where Hayden Hurst lives, where Evan Ingram lives, where all these other guys live and they all switch around every single year and they all get basically the same amount of points. And that's because he's, that's because he's so good at football. Like, he's an amazing blocker. He's going to block so much. He's a very, very talented player. I'm looking for good fantasy players. And I think Sam Laporta will be a better fantasy player and potentially just get me more points than these guys. I'm just looking to pick up points. So I think Sam Laporta will get me points. And at this pick, that's my same kind of thought here. Who's going to pick me up some points here? I think it's going to be Jalen Hyatt from these guys. He's got little to no competition there at New York. He's a guy we know has home run ability. We know can make off these big break off these big plays. Perfect best ball player, Jalen Hyatt, I think. So he's got a chance to carve out a nice role there, become even like the number one receiver there. Obviously, Darren Waller might end up being the number one target, but I think Hyatt's got a chance to carve himself out a nice role. And that's all I'm looking for at this point is who's got a chance to get on the field and score points. And I think these guys do. Yeah, I agree. I I love the the uh, spiciness of 
you think Darren Waller's going to be the number one target in that team? I mean, my, my boy Daniel Bellinger, though, let's not forget about him. Like just you're, saying, you're one, you're one true love, you know. You're one true yes. love, Daniel, Daniel Bellinger. Yeah. Where's he like? Fifteenth target now, like you know. Yeah, Daniel Bellinger is. It's my my spiciest take of the whole off season. It's going to be that Daniel Bellinger is going to play better than Darren Waller, and Darren Waller is going to lose snaps and that. To, that's the spiciest one I've got. The hot, like, seat, the hot seats get into him. Get into it's him too much. It's sat, way too. <laughs> you know, if you were, if you, if your if your head was further up in this screen, mate, you you wouldn't have said that. But you're down there, and you're just like the flames. Oh, it's throw hot. It, throw flame balls out everywhere. It is. It you is heard hot. it here. You heard it here first, guys. Uh, hot seat mags thinks that Daniel Bellinger is going to beat Darren Waller in uh, the the tight end battle at New York. So Ease, <laughs> easily. <laughs> with that, with that, we're going to go straight into um, the two eleven. You can't say things like this about players, you know. Saying, you know, I remember saying that Kyle Pitts was average, and I just got abused for it every time. So every time I just yeah. mentioned there, you know. So you can't say that he's going to easily beat him because people will just abuse you for it. Daniel Ballinger is a dynasty darling. I should be okay. I hope I should. I should be okay <laughs> with that. Um, but so... yeah, where, where are we going at two eleven then, mate? <laughs> All right, two eleven. I, I do I take Hen and Hooker here? No, not really. I don't think I'm going to take Hen and Hooker at two eleven. I, 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 I think he, I think he's in the conversation. At this I point. think this is almost time for Hen and Hooker. Looking at the other guys that are still available, I mean, I suppose here I, I'm going to I'll have to take this guy right. I mean, I, I don't really like the the talent too much. Jalen Reed. He got the good draft capital again. He's moving up. Actually, he's the only guy that during my pre-draft process I gathered ADP from like all any kind of dynasty show you can think of. I watched their mock drafts and I wrote down who they drafted. Jalen Reed pre-combine didn't appear once in any draft at all. Three rounds, four rounds, two rounds, whatever it was. I did not see the name Jalen Reed mentioned in any mock draft that I watched. And now he obviously has good draft capital. He's going high up in these in these drafts. I'm happy enough taking him at the back of the second because of the draft capital, because of what people are saying, because he's got a chance to carve out a role. But I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, in two years' time people are like, what was that guy called that the Packers took? Yeah, yeah. So um I I am a member of Rich Cooling's Patreon. Yeah. And I'm probably quite high on him because uh listening to Rich talk about him and Rich is Rich is very high on on Jaden Reed and I he's opened my eyes to him a little bit. I'm I'm a bit higher than you on 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 Jaden Reed. So uh but yeah, I'm I'm happy to to take him, pull the trigger early. If I, I, I mentioned in my show, I think I got him at the three oh four in one of my drafts. So mm-hmm. if if I'm at the back end of the second and he's still there, I'm pulling the trigger at two eleven. I'm I'm very happy with getting him there. To be fair, yeah, absolutely, uh, and and that helps, and that's that's like good advice for for everybody. Even if it's a player that you're not particularly high on, like if other people like like Rich Cooling or like like Tom or like other people. Are are really high on players. You gotta listen to those guys because you're not going to be right every single time. So 
The reason why I'm willing to take Jalen Reed with a second round pick is because guys like that who I listen to and who I trust and I listen to more than like one podcast, listen to a few different ones. And and if a couple of people are saying take this guy high, then you know, put your opinion aside for a while and don't be afraid to take them. Yeah, the, these these you know, uh, like you said, I I kind of listen to these guys and do trust these guys. You know, we we we're obviously part of the the wildcard crew and stuff like that. So yeah. the you know, I listen to them sort of people and I listen to all their podcasts and stuff. And Jaden Reed is a name I've heard quite a few times now. So I'm yeah. I'm I'm pulling, I'm smashing it two eleven. I'm absolutely smashing that pick. But that's going to bring us to um, the last pick of of. Uh, the hot seat mags is uh, rookie yeah. draft and and uh, where are we going to go? Are you going to bring some spice with this last pick? And yeah, and I'm like, how I'm scrolling down. Zach Cunt, so you're going to pick him? <laughs> um, <I'm, laughs> I've picked up a lot of Zach Kuntz, by the way. Thank you very much, Paul. Um, no, no, it's because not funny if you say it that way because. I think he was going to be one of my sleeper picks, you know, Paul. Actually, I'll, I'll just fall through. Just because he's so damn big. The guy's like pushing six foot nine. He's like six eight. There's not a huge amount of competition over there that he has to beat. Like, he, did he not have like the highest athletic score in the history of the combine? There's a lot of upside there with, with Zach, Zach Kuntz. So, Kuntz. so just, yeah, he's, he's one of my sleepers for, for later. So you got that already. But let's, let's round out this draft. Let's get, well, the last pick. I mean, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Tank Bigsby here. Problem. Michael Mayer did cross my mind, but again, I mean, Michael Mayer's a dime a dozen. I think in fantasy, you can pick this guy up. You may as well have Hayden Hurst in your team. Like he's like going to score roughly around the same amount of points as him. Probably again, not because he's a bad player, but because he's such a good player. He's such a good blocker, and yeah, I'm not really interested in owning those tight ends really. Um, so I'm going to take Tank Bigsby. He's going to get on the field. He's going to play a bit. And then with running backs at this stage, you're hoping for an injury, really. So if if ETN gets injured, which we know historically he has, then Bigsby's got a shot. And at the back end of the second, I'll happily take that shot. I love it. I love it. So that's that's the end of your, your two rounds. Um, so as always... Um... Is there is there anyone that you'd like to to mention? As you said, like sleepers or names of players that you think are people that they should be targeting in the third or maybe the fourth round. Is there is there anyone you want to talk about? Yeah, um, I wouldn't waste your time on on wide receivers in the third and fourth round. To be honest with you, because historically, like it's almost zero like percent chance that you're going to get a wide receiver in the third or fourth round that's going to hit. So what I would do is actually just go look at running back and I suppose tight end as well. Uh, for people like like Kuntz, who we talked about, right? That would be a good pickup. Looking at running back, guys like Sean Tucker obviously has health concerns. This is a guy that before the combine, he was ADP number 12. He was going in the first round. So I'm looking at someone like that whose value has dropped a lot. I'm looking at people like, say this, God, say this goddamn quietly, Paul. Dwayne McBride, right? Dwayne McBride. <laughs> Don't tell too many people. Yeah, yeah. But... He's got a chance. He's there. You can see the path. You can see Cook being cut, treated, whatever. Madison, he's never been able to carve out that full role. McBride is an angry, tough runner. Really fun to watch. He's a guy that I can see a fan base falling in love with as well. He's got a bit of a chance, so I love picking him up. He's been my most owned rookie so far this year. Snapping him up everywhere. 
that I can. So I like to win McBride there. Other guys in here, not really. I think that's that's all I, all I got for you. Keaton Mitchell. I picked up Keaton Mitchell just because our, our guy Dan over at Five Yard likes him. So I picked up a couple of him in the fourth round as well. So shout out to Dan. Yeah, I, I, do you know what? I listened to that show as well, and I've I've picked up a, a couple of yeah. Keaton Mitchell, Mitchell as well. Um, but yeah, so with that, that that brings us to the the end of this uh, special uh, yes. Dynasty hot seat. Um, Mags, is there anything you'd like to plug before we? Yeah, go? this goddamn show. Why don't you subscribe? <laughs> Why don't you like and do all that stuff? Yeah, what are we an hour eight minutes in? You probably have done all that. So thank you so much for listening, everybody. Always a pleasure to to have your your ears tuning into the show. Yeah. Um, so guys, thanks for tuning in. Um, do what Mag said, like and subscribe, and remember to keep yourselves and your team lit. Lit. Yes. <laughs>